Welcome to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. We put together a guide with some recommendations to help you focus on being financially fit at different milestones in your life. Some of you may be ahead of schedule, while others may have to play catch up. You can download this guide for free on our website. The link to download your path to a lifetime of financial success is listed in the episode description. Or you can go to wiserinvestor.com, scroll to the bottom and find it there. Now on to today's episode. Welcome to the Rise of Retirement Podcast, where we believe the best financial advice should always be conflict-free. I'm your host, Casey Smith, guiding you to financial freedom. Or today are my co-hosts, Brad Lyons and Michaela Dowdy. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi, Casey. So we're going to continue along our theme this quarter of focusing on uh, financial planning at different stages in life. We're still in our 20s. I feel young today, Brad, don't you? I do. I feel <laughs> young and spry. <laughs> Michaela, do you feel... Oh, never mind. Um... <laughs> So today we're going to focus on money management tips for recent college graduates or anybody in their early to mid twenties, really. Right. So you graduate college, you roll out here in the real world. Um, what do we do? That's the ever looming question. <laughs> what is the next step and what's our next move? What did you do, Michaela? Um, for me, I went ahead um, when I knew I was going to start working at Wiser and knew what my salary was, I went ahead and made a budget actually with that. So then when I started looking at apartments and everything, I knew exactly what my budget could be for an apartment. And then that's how I moved forward to really know what would that look like. And I was moving to Atlanta and Atlanta has a different living expense um, compared to Birmingham or Clarksville, Tennessee, which is where I grew up. So definitely like accommodating for that um, and doing a lot of Googling and research on how to build a budget correctly and doing the Excel spreadsheet um, kind of breakdown. Is, is there a wrong way to do a budget? Ooh, I don't, I think there is if you make it unrealistic. If you have an unrealistic budget, then that's a right. way that you're not going to stick to it. And so then that's not a good budget. No, so I think you have to be honest with yourself. You see that here sometimes. I ask people for what their expenses are and they kind of rattle off, oh, my utilities are this. And I'm like, do, do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you travel anywhere? Do you? Does yes. anything ever go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you live in a house and never, nothing ever breaks. I like, to, I like to have that house. Okay. Brad. So what would you do differently in your 20s? You know, that's a great question. It's it's the one time in life or one of the times in life where you could say, if I knew then what I know now, how would I provide that advice to somebody in that station of life? And and really, it's a lot about what Michaela just, just shared with us. is It's understanding your cash flows and living within your means, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that, you know, you'll, you'll hear from time to time is, is learn to pay yourself first, yeah. okay? And we'll probably talk a little bit about that in, when we get into you know, bent, uh, budgeting and recording your expenditures and, and really getting a handle on where your money is going, you know, what that cash flow looks like. There's rent, there's utilities, there's, you know, eating, you know, <laughs> there's life, there's fun, there's emergencies that, that come up um, and understanding where that cash flow is and then assigning a purpose to each one of those dollars so that you know that, there's some going to be spent in rent, food, living, et cetera. And I'm going to pay myself some as well. Yeah. So that's what I would do different. It's real simple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that if I went back to my 20s, I mean, 
I entered the finance world. That was kind of a rat race. I wasn't quite ready for in a big brokerage company and ended up being an airline training for airline, being an airline pilot, became an airline pilot. Uh, but at the same time, you know, looking back, probably should have dialed back expenses more, you know, because when you're in your twenties, you just think I'll be making more money. I'll be making more <laughs> money. Right. Um, and I, I do move pretty fast. So maybe, maybe that, but at the same time, there's also other experiences that we got to have, um, pre-kids that I probably wouldn't, you know, would, would want, wouldn't want to give that up either. So right. it goes back and forth, I guess. Right. Um, I think ultimately, you know, I'm very goal driven. So I always, for the most part have been, I think that started probably more in uh, college than, than high school, but being very goal driven, it's, I kind of look at it as the balance sheet didn't matter. It was, did I achieve what I wanted to achieve? And then I'll fix the balance sheet later, mm -hmm. but very much probably forgetting a little bit about compounding because we don't ever really think about that in our twenties. Like that no. even if you're saving $50 a, a month, it actually it really adds up. And that again, to Michaela's <laughs> point is that, you know, your, your goals have to be realistic. You have to, you know, be real with yourself. Um, and, and, and initially starting out with goals is keep them small and keep them short and create a behavior of achieving those goals, you know, short term and small, and then they grow longer term and large for a 20 something to say, you know, my goal is to retire in 40 years. Yeah, that's kind of a... That's a long time. It's a long time. It's hard yeah. to imagine that. Mm -hmm. But if you say, my goal is in the next four months, okay, to accumulate X amount of money in order to pay off my credit card, to pay down on my student loan, to, to build up a, at least enough reserves that, you know, I have a couple of months rent payment in the bank, so to speak. And once you achieve that goal, move to the next small goal. Okay. Um, keeping the goals small and short-term and realistic at first, I think is a great idea. So you get the feeling of satisfaction of what achieving that goal. Right. And then moving on to challenging yourself to a larger goal. Yes. And I feel like that's something that I even did was, and is one of my big goals. Like by the end of the year, I want to have at least three months of monthly expenses saved up because I know how important that is. And so I think that that's something that was one of those smaller tangible goals where it's like every paycheck, a certain amount comes out of my paycheck and goes straight into that savings account to build towards that goal. And so it's one of those things that comes out just like my rent of thinking where it's like, this isn't even money I'm going to touch. It's just going to go straight to my savings account. And so I think it's those smaller steps of having that goal and really even setting a timeline on that goal is something huge for me of like, I have to have a deadline in front of me to know that like, okay, I need to get on the ball and make sure that this is happening. And so I think that that has been really helpful for me to be able to feel more confident, even when I'm, you know, having a fun expense, whether it be a concert ticket or something like that, because then I know I've already, like you said, Brad, paid myself first. And so I know I can like afford that excursion and afford moving forward with that. And so um, it really enables you, like I think how we've said in previous podcasts to really have a more carefree life um, because you've already budgeted first. And so it really enables you to just step into life more carefree, knowing that you've already paid yourself. Well, people often think of the word budget as a negative. Yes. Right. Exactly. Oh, budgeting. Oh, you know, <laughs> that, that inhibits my spending. Yes. No, your income <laughs> inhibits <laughs> your, your spending. Right. Um, having a budget and an expenditure um, record 
actually is more uplifting and freeing financially yes. because once you've accomplished everything you need in that expenditure, you know, record, that budget, everything else can you can freely spend because you've met your goals for that month. Next month will come along and, and you do it again. And again, it, it's short term, it's small, creating that behavior, okay, so that as your income grows and your expenditures often kind of grow along with that, so does your savings and your accomplishments along the way as well. So, you know, the, the budget actually creates your ability to spend more freely rather than less mm-hmm. freely. Definitely. Every dollar has a purpose. Yes. That's, that's what budgeting should be. Should, yeah. It shouldn't be fights over anything really. It just should be what's, what's the purpose of the dollar. Um, and so it can be used for fun stuff. Just mm-hmm. that's, that's its purpose, right? Um, so yeah, creating financial goals. Yeah. Building an emergency reserve, um, obviously starting to save for retirement. I think another goal is, would be to exit your twenties debt free. Absolutely. So don't accumulate any new debt. If you can purchase a home, that's great. I I think it almost takes parental help to purchase homes right now. Um, at least in the Metro Atlanta area, just because the down payment has to be so big. I know some even, um, it takes, even to rent an apartment, it takes parental help parental right help now. Right now right. <laughs> <laughs> they require, I think for my apartment, it was monthly, someone had to be making five times the monthly rent, which oh, was over wow. $10,000 a month. And I'm like, what? I don't make $120,000 a year. <laughs> so yeah, it's insane what the requirements are now. Really? Mm-hmm. For both people living there? So it was so if you like, were married, would it? Yes. If be, I was married, it would have been fine. But it was okay. since I was single, my monthly income didn't meet the requirements. So it was like I had to have a guarantor, and that guarantor had to have five times the monthly income. Wow. Yeah. Or sounds not like monthly a, income. Sounds like monthly. a ritzy place. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also housing that you have to have um, so little income, too. Yeah, I remember when, when we were having our home refurbished and – 2007 we were looking at well where do we we sold a place we bought a place had to be remodeled so where do we where do we go and so they want just go to an apartment and um we saw this beautiful place that had just been built on barrett parkway and we went in and we actually ended up knowing knowing the lady that who's the receptionist and she's she's like what are you guys doing here so we're just trying to find a lease for three months (laughs) she's like no we've never leased for three months but you have to make less than thirty thousand to live here (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what? I never heard of such a thing. Wow. Times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's yeah. not what well, they ask now. Well, they, they got government, um, some kind of government subsidy, uh, evidently, if, if they did that. So I don't know. I don't know much about that world. But um, yeah, uh, that makes that makes sense. So, so that, that, you know, I guess, I guess another goal, too, is, um, you know, think about, you know, I have a friend that, that always tells a story about, uh, leaving um, college and he buys one of those BMW registers, this, that real small convertible. And he's like, he had to have it. And it's still today is like one of his favorite cars. But he said that um, he eventually sold it. He bought, you know, some kind of a beater or something when he, Dave Ramsey got a hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> and they became debt free. Um, it was a journey for them. But ultimately, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, if you, if you do this wrong in your 20s and you accumulate a lot of debt, you end up being a slave to, to those payments. And so I'd make sure that you're, you're aware, clear, clear of that. Stay in your lane. I think that's keep working hard, stay in your lane, 
Um, other people around you're going to make really, really poor choices with money. But on the outside, it's not like they're doing, doing really well or they're doing something different. Or they have some secret. There's no secret. It's called monthly payments, and they just load up on them. And they get have a lot of nice things that depreciate. And in the end, they get the age 60, they don't have anything. So it's a great time to uh, just be focused on on you, your career, and 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 building uh, building something. So uh, when you think about making budgeting a habit, I'm I'm the worst at budgeting, honestly. I'm I'm the pay yourself first guy. So just throw the money in the 401k and outside savings account, and we're good. But when you guys do budgeting in your 20s, I mean. There's probably a lot of uh, a lot more fun stuff than what I put in my budget. Mine, mine's like high school tuition. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mine mostly goes towards food. I don't know like about the rest of the 20 year olds, but I feel like mine goes to food and coffee because coffee is the thing that makes me happy right. a lot. And so do you actually budget day. for that? Do you budget for coffee runs? I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> it just falls under food. Yeah, it really does. Um, I budget for groceries and then I have like the additional. So I budget for our groceries and then like different random things um, that are like regular expenses. But then I have like a um, and then I have like an amount that will be like left over at the end of the month. And that's kind of where I'll like have my coffee money kind of thing. So well, you th- well, speaking, of, you mentioned careers, yeah. you know, like, like spending your time you know, immersing yourself in your career and getting started often with careers and jobs or retirement plans. And we should talk a little bit about how to get started in your company's retirement plan in your 20s and allowing that compounding interest to, to take effect. Yeah, I think the default advice for most people who are in their 20s, they're just getting started out. If you don't know what, what where to put your money, just use a target date fund initially or put it all in the S&P 500. Right. You know, just something that, uh, it's very straightforward. Uh, it's managed for you. Um, as you as you build a net worth or build a, a sizable balance, then then you can start working on on the other allocations within the within the plan. But I think for talking to the general public, that's a good safe advice. Uh, also, too, is um, you know it's just being sound about money. I mean, people are getting married older now, and you don't want to take just a complete financial mess into a new long-term relationship. So be thinking about that too. It's like, what do I need to do to like, just clean this stuff up? So I'm not, I'm not a red flag to somebody, you know, financially. <laughs> yeah. um, and I would, you know, for 80 bucks, you can go on Dave Ramsey's website and you can take financial peace. And it's pretty hardcore about getting out of debt, but it could be if you don't have any debt or you have very little debt, um, it's very easy to fix that. Um, but I would take, I would consider taking that, that course. I talk about that a lot on here. Um, because that's the only place I know you can go for a solid foundation in just how money works, right? Uh, some people were wor- worried about their credit scores and all that. I mean, you do need an initial credit score to get a mortgage, I guess. But after that, you know, save cash, pay cash for stuff, right? Um, but yeah, for $80, you can take that course. Uh, I've sent that to a couple of clients, uh, children in the last few months. Uh, my own kids are taking uh, the teenage version of it, which one hasn't even started yet. <laughs> and the other one's about halfway through it. She has a big carrot at the end uh, for her. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the, the, the easiest way to find sound financial advice. Um, 
if you walk into a brokerage firm like a Edward Jones or a Merrill, Wells Fargo or a Merrill, somebody like that, that is not the place to be in your 20s. Um, they're not going to help you. They're going to try to sell you stuff, right? So stay away from places like that. Focus on um, more independent advice. Definitely. So a couple of things. Um, so we have we have an episode, our last episode, financial planning in your 20s. You can reference that if you want more information. Uh <laughs> episode 124, this is something we did last year. I guess it was during uh, Financial Awareness Month. But financial literacy uh, is vital for everyone. Actually, got a, we had a lot of downloads on that one. Uh, episode 124, we simply just start naming investment terms and defining them, right? So that might be things, if you know nothing about finance, you graduated, you're a history major, you didn't take one, sing- <laughs> one, single, <laughs> one single class, uh, go through the terms uh, on, the, on that podcast. And then also episode 123 was estate planning for young, young adults. Uh, that might be something that you could be interested in as well. Just having, you need to have a basic will, you know, once you're an adult, basic um, uh, power of attorney, medical directive, right? That should be set up for you. And then uh, YouTube videos, uh, which are all linked in our show notes, avoid the annuity salesperson. Um, that, that talks a little bit about the financial services world and how we're set up and how so many of us are so different. And there's only one set of us that's really investing in the best interest of the clients. And that's the fiduciary fee only people. And we're a little harder to find sometimes, uh, how to be a long-term investor. That's also on the YouTube channel, um, that are linked here in the show notes. And that's, uh, a, a short little video just, just to be focused on, on the long term, not the short term. I will say in that the things that I see, people in their twenties doing right now is a lot of uh, crypto trading, a lot of buying individual stocks, following these meme stocks, you know, they're trying to make a quick buck. And I think my advice to everyone in their twenties is you can make a quick buck and then also quickly disappear. So I would focus uh, just building solid foundation on a long-term portfolio. Um, crypto stuff is interesting. It's obviously could be something that happens in the future. We actually have a podcast now, called a wiser crypto investor. See, anyway, we just started that. Um, you can, you can find that, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, Robert and I, uh, are kind of diving into different, uh, crypto topics, but the first couple of series talk about the basics. Uh, ultimately though, I don't know, that's not your long-term investment strategy. Long-term investment strategy has got to be something, um, much more traditional. Maybe it seems kind of boring, but it works good, lasts a long time. And, um, is the backbone of our capitalist society really. Right. Uh, so anyway, those are some, uh, resources you can have. And if you're 20 years old, listening to this and you need some help, call Michaela. <laughs> oh, putting me on the spot. Uh, no, any, anyone here is always happy to have a, have a phone conversation about maybe something you're struggling with. Or you want to know in what order to do things. Uh, we're always happy to help anybody that uh, walks through the front door. All right, guys. All right. Good conversation. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. That way you don't miss any new episodes. We would also appreciate if you could leave a rating and review. If you have any questions about anything that was discussed today, head to wiserinvestor.com and reach out. 
We would love to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by Wilton Moore. This podcast is strictly for informational purposes only and is not to be considered as investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell any financial products, securities, digital assets, or any other investment vehicles or a basis to make any financial decisions. Wiser Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. The host and or guest may personally own securities, digital assets, or other investment vehicles mentioned on this podcast. Neither the host nor guest of the show are compensated for their participation and no referral fees are paid to or received by any host or guest for clients, listeners, or similar interests. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor, tax professional, insurance professional, and or legal professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.